Yep. Special edition of the We're Working On a Podcast brought to you by, as truly, no one. Okay? Gotta make an emergency podcast because the NBA keeps flipping upside down. Yep. So, the guy, Kyrie Irving, just got traded for a first-round pick from the New York, actually not New York, the Brooklyn Nets. First-round pick, the crown jewel of the NBA, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and some guy I can't say his first name. Uh, in studio with me today is me, myself, and I. So I'll be breaking down what the trade was, how it happened, why it happened, who won the trade, and what this means going forward. Um, <laughs> this is this is a crazy trade. Um, wasn't really expected to happen. There was a lot of rumors uh, expected for you know where you know Kyrie possibly could go. Um, if Boston wasn't as good, this probably makes the most sense because they had the most assets to trade for Kyrie. Uh, they had the collective pieces that, that you know, uh, Cleveland could have worn or worn at the time. And some people are saying that this is a fair trade. Um, you get Ky- you get uh, you place Kyrie with a guy who averaged almost 29 points a game, who's also bad at defense and who also can't rebound, uh, who can shoot the three well and uh, is willing to take the big shot, quote-unquote. Uh, you have Jay Crowder, who some believe is a good defender. Um, that's a little bit overrated, but there it is. And then the key piece would be the Nets 2018 pick. All right, so I'm going to try to break this down on the Cavaliers side first, and then we'll break it down on the boss side. For the Cavs, uh, this is probably the best you can do. Now, you can look throughout NBA history of superstar players that get traded um, away to another team. You never get the same value. I don't care what you do. It doesn't matter what it is. You never get equal value for one set player because the NBA is not the NFL. The Some of the parts do not equal a whole. It's not about getting more really good players over one outstanding player. You want that one outstanding player. Uh, for this season, I think that they'll be fine. I think they'll go back to the finals. You Like I just detailed before, IT is a carbon copy of... Kate of uh, Kyrie is just a five foot nine uh, version of it. You then also get Jay Crowder, who you can allegedly maybe have him try and defend KD in the finals once you get there. Uh, he also is a, has a good contract that you can also potentially trade, also with the fact that you have this. Um, and you also have that 2018 Nets pick. So here's the thing. That is a valuable trade in the sense of if Cleveland is just going to go for it now, then that trade becomes valuable. Because what happens if Boogie doesn't want to stay in, you know, the Pelicans anymore? You know, just something, some, some weird thing happens. Like, oh, I don't know, CJ McCollum wants to get out of Portland. I don't know. Just, just something else happened. You can use Jay Crowder and that pick to be able to use to get something else. So... They still can make moves, you know. Maybe they even revisit the whole Paul George thing. Paul George isn't happy in uh, OKC. Uh, they think they're losing Westbrook. All right, let's get that pick. Let's send him to Cleveland, okay, when they need a 3 and D player. So I think the pick is actually the most important thing they actually got because while they do win now, they also expand to win um, in the future for it. Now, questions for me why, you know, the Cavs only got what they got. Was this a better trade than the, the Phoenix trade? I wrote about this on the Medium 
Uh, Phoenix was potentially offering, you know, Miami's top seven pick, the pick that they got from trade with Gordon Drogic about three years ago. Also, um, Eric Bledsoe, the issue with the trade was whether they're going to be able to throw Josh Jackson in or not in. Now, Josh Jackson seems to me to at least be able to guard um, some type of big players in the NBA. Defense, to me, is the one thing that can translate immediately to the NBA if you want it to. Because to me, 90% of defense, 85% of defense is effort. It's just effort. Now, you might physically, like someone like Steph Curry, you physically can't be able to guard somebody. Your lateral quickness just doesn't allow that, okay? You're not as the most athletic guy to guard. That, that could be an issue also with Kyrie, how people say that his defense isn't as good because he just isn't laterally quick enough. Same thing with uh, Isaiah Thomas. He's just too short to guard any these other you know, point guards or whatnot. But my thing is, though, is that could you not have gotten another piece? Meaning, could you not have gotten Boston, Jalen Brown, or Jason Tatum, or the 2018 pick? Was it you're getting, you can't get two, you have to get one of the three? Uh, because it's so ironic, the way the NBA plays, we'd rather have a pick than an actual player. To me, getting players is what you actually want. Okay, so I would have tried to have gotten Tatum. I would have tried to have gotten Jalen Brown if you think that they're going to be good NBA players. I would have tried to get in players for the future with that pick because everyone keeps talking about LeBron leaving. So Cleveland, I think after you make this trade, you have got to go to LeBron and say, all right, bro, you made this trade. Are you staying or are you not? And if he's wishy-washy, okay, this is what you do. You don't make any more moves. You're like, all right, you want to play out this season? We'll play out this season. I think next, because you're not getting, um, like, free agents aren't coming to Cleveland. They're not coming there. You have to draft well. So if you had that 2018 pick and a Jason Tatum and or Jalen Brown, you could have built around that or potentially even taken that and traded to get something else out there, a younger superstar, maybe even Clay Thompson, you know, someone who's going to be a free agent in two years. Maybe maybe Golden State wants to get rid of him, and you could have flipped him for uh, Clay Thompson or, you know, flipped him for... Uh, Anthony, I mean, uh, Anthony Davis, something else. Um, that's the only real thing about the Cleveland trade that they're kind of in this half in, half out uh, mindset of where they are right now. Uh, I think that they, this is the probably maybe the best they could have done. I don't, I don't, Phoenix was not saying they were willing to give up Josh Jackson. If they were, I would have taken that trade, but there's nothing that I've read to seem to confirm that Phoenix was willing to do that. Um, like me personally, I'm a guy that likes to wait till the last minute. I think Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge did that, which is to his credit. He waited and things unfolded. Five months or, you know, two months ago, no one even thought Paul George was going to get traded to OKC. And then all of a sudden he gets, uh, Kyrie wants to get traded. It's just these things just, just manifest. So I don't, I never like playing my chips until I absolutely have to. You don't know what's going to happen during the season. Dwayne Wade might get bought out. Carmelo might get bought out. Carmelo might get traded. You might want... He might want to go to different places. What if Carmelo now wants to go to Boston? You know, what if he now wants to go to Cleveland? Seems like you know I have a way to go there outside of just going to Houston. Um. So I would have just kept waiting until something happened. Now the risk is, you know, you see Jason Tatum and he ends up being a star player. Boston clearly wants to keep him more. Kyrie gets hurt, uh, which he has in the past. Things like that do manifest, but that's the game you play. It's a game of chicken, you know. Um, on Boston's side, I think it's an outstanding trade. You don't lose any of your young players right now, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. You add Isaiah, you add um, Kyrie Irving, who has two years left on his contract, and also people believe that he will re-sign with Boston. 
And on top of that, you get rid of the Isaiah Thomas trouble that would be were they willing to pay a 30-year-old point guard who's 5'9", at best, $200 million? The answer is no, they weren't going to do that. So they made him an asset. They traded him away, and they got younger, arguably better in the future, and cheaper. Okay? I'll stand and trade by Boston. Danny Age is doing his thing. Now, Boston will still get their keep teeth kicked in by Cleveland this year because it's LeBron. LeBron can just roll out the ball, play by himself, and he's going to be a star player. But in the 2020s, when LeBron's 35, 36 and playing in L.A., Boston is going to run the Eastern Conference. I mean, run it. You've got all guys right now. Your three best players on that team, well, in the future, will all be under 30, all be under their contract already, and be willing to play to their height with no LeBron, potentially no Carmelo, no Dwayne Wade. Who's going to be the next guys in the East? You know? Is Carl Anthony Towns, well not Carl Anthony Towns, is Joel Embiid finally going to stay healthy? Is Ben Simmons going to finally be healthy? Is KP going to finally take the next step? Is Orlando, any of these other teams going to actually figure out a way to actually have good basketball teams? And the Boston, I don't see a challenger coming in the East for a really, really, really long time for them. I think it's an excellent move for them. They got all the people that they need. Even though they still didn't get the teeth, the teeth knocked in. Uh, questions about how this affects the NBA just in general. Uh, you know, Boston is still now clearly, I think, the second team in the East, maybe a top five team in the NBA in, in total. Uh, but the question mark for Boston is, can Kyrie lead the team? It, can, it, can he be the best player on a team that potentially wins a championship? We're going to find out because all y'all people that keep hitting me up or I have mad text arguments with my friends or tweet arguments about Kyrie is just as good, if not better than Steph. All right, we'll find out because I know for a fact that Steph Curry, who has the best player on the team, beat LeBron James in the NBA Finals. So for Kyrie, you're the best player on the team. You're going to meet LeBron in the East Conference Finals if you get that far. Can you now beat him? Because this is the most, I don't want to hear nothing about talent. I don't hear nothing about coaching. He got everything he needs. He got the coaching. He got the talent. He got the city. He got the money. There's no reason why they should not at least win two games against LeBron James. If you're that guy. Okay? So it will be a lot to see. All right? You know? I want to know. Because everyone, who, I want y'all to have that. Like I tell you, like people keep saying. I need y'all to have that same energy y'all had two years ago. What do you keep saying? Or yeah, two years ago. When everyone kept saying Kyrie was better than Steph. I need y'all to have that same energy when y'all moving on and Tyree and the Celtics are getting the teeth kicked in by LeBron. Because you know LeBron's petty. LeBron is hella petty, bro. There's going to be some weird tweet. Uh, Bill Simmons had an emergency podcast as well on the ringer talking about how, uh, you know, what are the little sub-tweets LeBron already tweeted? He already tweeted out already that um, thanks for the four-year experience from my brother. But we know LeBron James throughout the season causes controversy. He tweets out, you know, one or two things about people not feeling certain type of ways. He's going to make a little subtweet about IT. It's going to be interesting to see how this eventually plays out for the league. And where does Boogie, I think that New Orleans situation, people aren't talking about it a lot right now. But it's really early, really, early, early, early in the season. But that, that situation in New Orleans, I think, can combust. They can blow up that team just like that. Boogie, I mean, Anthony Davis is known for getting hurt. That team basically just has three players and a bunch of scrap metal. Uh, 
can they possibly get Boogie off that team? You know, people have talked a lot about the AAU connections that, um, that uh, not AAU, uh, the USA basketball connections that other teams have. Could Boogie get to Boston? If Boogie's like, I'm, I'm out, I need to go. And then what if, you know, Boston's like, all right, we'll give you, you know, the Lakers pick. We'll give you, especially if the Lakers aren't playing as well up to expectations. If the Lakers are in the 20-win kind of range, maybe low 30s, we'll give you the Lakers pick. Take um, Al Harrington's con- Al Harrington, Al Horford's contract. Uh, give you some, like, the, the pick from Philly that they got, too. I mean, Boston is still sped up. I think they can still get another team. You want to talk about super teams? A team with Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, um, and Boogie Cousins? And then you still have guys like Jason Tatum coming off the bench? Man, listen, Boston still got it, got it made. They, they, I do believe that they are playing in two different time frames. They're playing to win now and in the future. How are you setting this up? This is a new way to do sports. you got to try to win now and set yourself up for the future, okay? Sell off. Sell off old people as fast as you can, all right? And try to get younger as quick as you can. All right, so uh, like the trade for Boston a lot. I'm really questioning Cleveland's trade, but I do think now that I've come around thinking about it a little bit more that Cleveland probably did the best that they could, and they still moves to be made down the line for both teams. I still think there's a trade for both teams to be made um, in the future. All right, so now the trade's done. we got to talk about why this trade even took place. Is Does this make a stain on LeBron James' legacy? This is the first player ever to openly rebel, basically, against LeBron not want to play with him, not want to be with him, want to be his own guy. And this never happened. Dwayne Wade wants to stay. Chris Bosh took less money to stay. But multiple players have taken less money to move to play with LeBron. Uh, and people have reported, you know, it really is just Kyrie wanted to leave and be his own guy. Because people don't forget, Kyrie didn't want LeBron. I know Kyrie played nice and is like, oh, yeah, I got LeBron now. But people forget Kyrie was the first pick in the draft. Kyrie was the best player coming out of high school. Kyrie has always been the guy in his life, you know, high school, college, first three, four years in the NBA. And then he got this new guy. He's like, all right, well, I kind of got to play with this guy. And I can understand playing with LeBron is hard. You don't have the ball in your hand. You, gotta have to, you constantly have to listen to him bitching and moaning and yelling, which to understand, this is LeBron James' legacy. Kyrie Irving is set, you know. There's not going to be a lot of criticism of Kyrie Irving if he stops playing today. He's a champion. He'll be in the NBA Hall of Fame. He's good. LeBron's legacy is still debatable. He's not trying to play with everyone else. He's playing on a I'm-trying-to-catch-Michael-Jordan type of feel. So the idea that Kyrie would want to leave is, is wild crazy. But at the same time, it's like Kyrie... Wanting to be his own man is, at the end of the day, somewhat commendable. Even the fact that I think that he's going to, you know, not win immediately. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what he's going to do this, this this year. But for for them to for him to just leave, I think, you know, a lot of people, they make moves. I don't even say it's an ego thing. I just think it's something like sometimes you just got to make a move for yourself. Whether or not you think it's good, think it's bad. In some ways, I'm... I'm there's something I like about Kyrie inside where he goes, no, I'm good enough to be my own guy. I'm good enough to be the best player on a championship team. I don't think he is, but 
for him to think that way, you got to respect that at the end of the day. This is the same guy who had the game one shot in game seven. This is the same man who torched Golden State the last three games of the finals two years ago, and then last finals still couldn't be guarded. Like, there's no one in the NBA can guard Kyrie. No one. Okay, this guy who doesn't have that much athleticism. So, I wanted him on the Knicks. I came around eventually about the whole Kyrie on the Knicks and things like that with Porzingis. I came around on it, but of course, you know, that didn't happen. <laughs> like most times, you know, the time we were supposed to get Kevin Durant, that didn't happen. The time we were supposed to get LeBron James, that didn't happen. The time we were supposed to get uh, CP3, that didn't happen. And the fact that uh, there's reasons why people don't want this. Always, people always talk about wanting to go to the Knicks, man. I really feel like the Knicks is just like, <laughs> yo, bro, the Knicks really are the side chicks of the NBA, bro. It makes no sense. Everybody, like, yo, babe, I got you. I'm coming through. And then you stay leaving them for someone else. You keep giving them five minutes of mo of time, and you keep dipping out the game. But that's the NBA. That's the Knicks for you, man. Just keep getting taken L's left and right. Because that's how we know how to do it. No one takes L's like the Knicks. Um, but... Uh, that's really, uh, I can't really think of any other way that this trade will go. I definitely expect more movement. <laughs> the NBA is getting crazy good this season. Uh, we, I just had a break into this. I still have to do the NFL, the NFC breakdowns this week. But this was, you know, when, you know, a top 20 player, top 15 player gets traded. This takes precedent over any of that other stuff. Um. But just a quick, quick breakdown of everything that happened. Uh, and this, this I think, will... I think now everyone's, like, kind of confirmed LeBron's going to now leave. So, Cleveland, back to being terrible in about two seasons. Um, also, another aspect, hold on, I didn't, I didn't think about, is what does Cleveland do with Kevin Love? You know, do they keep him? You know, does he now become the number two option? Do they get tired of him and they try to include him in a trade for Boogie? You know, could an IT boogie, you know, LeBron James team mesh, you know, especially if they do it at the trade deadline, you know, with three, you know, some odd months left to try to figure it out to play with Boogie Cousins. That would be, be real interesting to see if that actually, if they can actually pull something off like that, you know, and try to get him or even Anthony Davis. You know, what if New Orleans gets tired and they go, you get a three-team trade and you try to trade for Anthony Davis to get Kevin Love? Or, you know, there's just, just there's so many more possibilities. I think I think that now Kevin Love, now, granted, defensively, this team is going to be absolute garbage. <laughs> like, 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 IT and Kevin Love on the floor together, oh, my goodness. And <laughs> pick and roll all day. All day, every day. So they need to get some uh, wing def I think that if they want to trade Kevin Love, which I think now they should, you know, get out the bad contract, especially if you go to LeBron and LeBron's like, I'm not staying, I'm finding a way to still be good. So then, you know, try and try and talk to OKC. You know, I think I think the play is just to wait because I think they need a wing defender if it's possible. Do you try to do the flip-flop back? You try to trade Kevin Love back to Minnesota and get Andrew Wiggins? I take that back. Andrew Wiggins is not a good defender. Um, but you can try to get Paul George again, see if that works out. Say to OKC, reunite the UCLA squad in uh, OKC, and then you get Paul George back, and then you try to flip that next pick again, and then you see if Paul George wants to re-sign. 
know, it's just crazy. The trade machine that can happen with these two teams is outstanding. Um, but that's real quick. It, it wasn't that long of a that combo. I just had to give my two piece about what this whole Kyrie trade meant and for the NBA. Uh, there's really no music I didn't. I just woke up and had to put this down. Uh, but make sure you keep following me. You know where it is. It's a We're Working On It podcast. Justin Craig 92 on the IG and the Twitter. JKING516 on the Snap. Make sure you follow me. Keep posting shit and talk about more as this trade details goes down. All right, we out.